0: NFL Now is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio.
3: It's a fresh hour of NFL Now. Mike, I'm with you. There is a ton to get to in this hour. The coaching carousel continues to spin. We got a new coordinator in New York. We got head coaching interviews that are underway. We got full details of all of that including maybe the biggest storyline of the week, and that's the health of Patrick Mahomes and that ankle injury. Of course, Mahomes getting a little dinged up with that high ankle sprain. I say dinged up because for most it would be a significant injury. David Carr told us on Total Access earlier this week he had a high ankle sprain. He missed three to four weeks. Mahomes, it looks like business as usual as he addressed the media earlier today.
4: You can't prevent all injuries, um, but you can, be, you can prepare your body the best way possible so that whenever stuff like this last game happens, you're able to bounce back quickly. And so um, we've done a lot of ankle and knee and, and foot stuff, especially after my last few injuries I've had. Um, and I think that's prepared me to bounce back quickly here and uh, be able to be in a good spot that hopefully I'm able to go out there and give 100 percent during the game.
3: All right, we will uh, get back to Patrick Mahomes in just a couple moments here, especially because of that ankle injury. But joining us right now, our NFL Network Insiders, or Insider, Ian Rappaport is with us right now because there is some breaking news to get to. In fact, we have been thinking and anticipating that this could happen, and yes, it officially has. Ian reporting that the Panthers are hiring former Colts head coach Frank Wright as their new Head man. This, according to Ian and Tom Pellicero, for a little bit more. Ian is with us right now. Ian, give me the details. How did this thing come about?
5: Yeah, I would say over the last several days, Frank Reich emerged as the top candidate here for the Carolina Panthers, and really one of the coolest stories around. This is their former quarterback, the first quarterback in franchise history, has family in the Carolina area. A experienced head coach really someone who could lead this organization into the future and over the last couple days it became clear that he was at least the top uh, at least one of the top guys if not the top guys they also did second interviews with Steve Wilkes and Kellen Moore and early this morning according to me and colleague Tom Pellicero settled on Frank Reich as their new head coach and now, a new era for the Carolina Panthers, and I would say a massive, massive hire. The first of this cycle.
6: Ian, the Carolina Panthers interviewed a number of candidates here for their head coaching job. Really, in recent days, it came down to Frank Reich as well as Kellen Moore, who was the last coach that they interviewed, the Cowboys offensive coordinator. They spent some time on him, ended up keeping him overnight to continue the conversation more fit in what the Panthers initially seemed to be set out to find, which was that young offensive coordinator, a really smart offensive mind that they could grow with. However, in Frank Reich, they have a known commodity here, a guy who went to the playoffs in two of his first three seasons in Indianapolis, a former uh, quarterback himself, obviously, throwing the first touchdown pass in Panthers history back in 1995, and somebody who is universally respected within the NFL. We know that it did not end well. Frank Reich in Indianapolis obviously fired with a 3-3-1 record or 3-5-1 record midway through this past season replaced on an interim basis by Jeff Saturday but when you talk to people about Frank Reich who have been around him you get one of the most solid individuals in the NFL they now hope to pair him with the franchise quarterback that owner David Tepper really has been seeking since he got there now Frank Reich in to bold that offense and whoever that quarterback ends up being.
7: Yeah, and uh, it's a disappointing end for Steve Wilkes here, the interim coach who went six and six uh, with a roster that wasn't his, with a coaching staff that wasn't his. Uh, I know Wilkes has had some support uh, in the media and certainly in the area as well as had some support in the building. That locker room was vocal with saying, "Hey, we love the job that Steve Wilkes has done. Let's see what he can do uh, as part of the full-time job. So, or, or as a part of a full-time coach." with a chance to set the table for himself. So Wilkes uh, does not get the job here. We shall see what that means for his NFL future. We know that his defensive coordinator, uh, Al Holcomb, has interviewed with the Falcons for their defensive coordinator job. We should see a decision soon from the Falcons uh, regarding that role. Perhaps they will have some interest in bringing Wilkes aboard as well. I know that that's been speculated and talked about. That could be a possibility. Uh, so we shall see. But Frank Reich locked in. Uh, what's, what's today's date? The 26th. The January 26th. This has got to be the latest ever that we've had the first head coach hiring. <laughs> uh, domino fall.
5: So Frank Tell Reich, a very quarterback-friendly coach, comes in for the Carolina Panthers. Obviously the big thing on their to-do list, who's going to be their quarterback? Hard to imagine any quarterback going into a, a better situation where the head coach knows the quarterback position, has nurtured the quarterback position, and obviously has had a lot of success there. As far as the other side of the ball, what the Carolina Panthers have done during this process is also interview several defensive coordinators, some of the top names, including Vic Fangio, Chris Richard, Marquand Manuel, uh, some of the really top ones. And I would also keep an eye on Gus Bradley, of course, was with uh, Frank Reich in Indianapolis, still under contract. So we'll see if he ends up staying there. If not, would also seemingly be under consideration for the Panthers, but they are in position to hire a defensive coordinator as soon as possible because of the legwork that they did all throughout this process.
3: Yeah, Ian, great stuff by you, Tom, Mike. Great job being on this. And Ian, I know when you put it on social media, I feel really good about it, but now it's like really official because the team actually posting it <laughs> just moments ago, Frank, right there now, officially their head coach. I'm not saying that, Ian, you're, you're, you're always on it, man, but now it's... It's social media official. Mark Ross, he's been in the front office. He's been involved in decisions like this, and he joins us right now. Mark, take me through this. What do you make of this hire from a Carolina perspective?
8: Well, Carolina, all the the positive uh, attributes of Frank Reich there with the reputation for being an offensive mastermind and working with quarterbacks. But the most important part is – when these, with these hires, it's just who the owner likes. You know, the owner, if they bond and have a good relationship, a good interview with that said person, here it's got to be Tepper with, with, with Coach Reich there that that's really the only voice, the person that matters. And you can kind of construct the, the track record and the reputation the way you want it to kind of sell the hire there. The big thing for the Panthers, as we know, is the offense, getting them right. Uh, the defense played really well under Steve Wilkes, and I thought Steve Wilkes really deserved that job, and he showed enough in real time to get that job. And this is sort of the frustration that happens, particularly with minority coaches, is that here you go. You put your film out there, and you show exactly what you can do as a coach, and that's still not good enough. Frank Wright coming from a place where he got fired, and now he gets another job there with Carolina. So definitely a surprise for me, in looking at this with the big picture.
3: Yeah, Mark, I'm with you. Think about some of those results there. And I know six and six is what Ian had made reference to, but you trade Christian McCaffrey, the running game just continued to turn out 100 yard performances from the guys in that backfield. Not to mention a revolving door at that quarterback spot, which leads me to some conversations that we're going to be having in a few weeks. You and I probably together on NFL.com for the draft. We spent a lot of quality time last year, so I know you're doing a lot of these evaluations. Carolina's got the ninth overall pick. Does it make sense to go with the quarterback, or do you think there's another need here?
8: Well, I think you definitely have to go with that. The quarterback carousel that they've had there, now you need some stability there. And, you know, it's interesting you talk about quarterback carousel. Well, that's kind of what Frank Reich had with the Colts, with Carson Wentz and, and Matt Ryan and Phillip Rivers. He had the same carousel. So it's interesting, is he the right man to bring in a rookie quarterback and develop them? Because at least over the last few years, that really hasn't been what he has done. But I think if you're the Panthers or organization, we know how important the franchise quarterback is. But also to get the right person, the right quarterback in there that can get the franchise to where it needs to be. So definitely you'll hear them at nine if they have to move up, move down. One guy they just have to fall in love with. That That's a lot of work that needs to be done there. First domino is hiring your head coach and seeing what his vision is and the type of guy that he likes there, Mike. Yeah,
3: more on this decision still to come here on NFL Now. More from you, Mark, coming up in just a couple moments here. But as we are talking about changes on the offensive side and just changes around uh, different staffs a little bit earlier this morning, the Jets making it official, hiring Nathaniel Hackett as their offensive coordinator. This is a guy that's fielded a top-10 scoring offense three times as an OC, and remember getting fired after just one season as the Broncos' head coach. Here's the head coach of the Jets, Robert Sala.
0: He's got a proven history of being able to develop a heck of a run game, uh, in every stop that he's ever been in. Um, he's got, he's got a proven track record of tremendous relationships with all the quarterbacks that he's ever worked with. And he's gotten great, great head, head success with all the quarterbacks that he's worked with. Uh, so there's a lot of strengths, uh, with him. uh, his commitment to complimentary football, um, the, the experience, the, um, the innovate he's an innovative teacher. He's got, um. He's got a laundry list of stuff that uh, we're all really, really excited about.
3: So Robert Sala leaning into this decision and this hiring. Ian, Mike, and Mark back with me here. Ian, take me through this from a Jets perspective. How did we get here?
5: This was the number one candidate, and Robert Sala talked to a lot of candidates. I mean, a lot of candidates. Fifteen, by my count, either over the phone or in interviews, and uh, probably a couple more he corresponded with. I don't know how else you could correspond—maybe FedEx or something. But anyway, a lot of people that Robert Sala spoke with. This was the guy he wanted. It was really a matter of was Nathaniel Hackett going to be willing to come back to coaching so soon after a very difficult, uh, a very difficult tenure uh, with the Denver Broncos? And what's interesting here is I know this is a hire that could be debated. It did not work out in Denver. It was all bad. Literally everything in Denver was bad. The whole year, everything was bad. When Nathaniel Hackett has been an offensive coordinator, it has been very good, including taking Blake Bortles to the title game, including helping Aaron Rodgers do things a lot better than he did this year without him. So head coach, not good. Offensive coordinator, good. And that is what the Jets are getting.
7: Uh, Robert Sala really uh, focused on what Nathaniel Hackett has done as an offensive coordinator, as Ian said, as far as the head coaching stuff and what happened this past year. He said, you've got to own it. And my understanding is Nathaniel Hackett owned it and uh, clearly uh, communicated to the Jets that that was going to be an isolated situation. And he didn't handle the, the head coaching aspect of things that well, but they believe uh, in him as an offensive coordinator, the fact that he has succeeded with uh, Blake Bortles in the past, the fact that he has two uh, MVP seasons with Aaron Rodgers as his offensive coordinator. Now I know we're making the connection, Will Rodgers, land with the Jets. Uh, Sala said that they did discuss with Hackett, as well as uh, other candidates, uh, the possibility of bringing in a veteran quarterback and, and how it might work, but they didn't speak specifically about who that might be. And, and I don't believe that this hire was made to say, hey, we can lure Aaron Rodgers here if we hire Nathaniel Hackett. That's not the vibe that I'm getting. They just believe in Hackett as an offensive coordinator. And don't discount Keith Carter, who comes in as the run game coordinator slash offensive line coach, served in that role, uh, offensive line coach that is for the Tennessee Titans, who have run the football well. Uh, My understanding was early in the process they were talking about the potential of splitting that offensive coordinator job and bringing in a run game guy and bringing in uh, a guy like Hackett who can man the passing game as well. So they are very pleased with what they have done from a running game and passing game standpoint with the hire of both of these guys, Mark?
8: Yeah, I think his track record also could be debatable in Jacksonville and Green Bay how much success actually was there. But let's just say his biggest success is working with Aaron Rodgers but not calling the plays. You know, Does that experience help him in this situation with the Jets where really the most important part is Zach Wilson and trying to get him right and get him better, similar to when Brian Dayball right across the building there got Daniel Jones right this year with the Giants, and it elevated his game so uh, getting the Giants into the playoffs. So if you're the Jets, that's really what you're looking at with Hackett is if Zach Wilson is the guy getting him better and getting him competent and confident in his ability and is Nathaniel Hackett the right guy to do that? Uh, or if 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 Aaron Rodgers is the longer play, did you learn from last year if that was a play in Denver that, hey, maybe that's not the right route, but The big picture for me is try to emulate what the Giants did with Brian Dable, Daniel Jones, and getting Zach Wilson better there if he's salvageable at all.
3: Yeah, Mark, it's a good point. You saw those numbers there, 29th in points per game. Arrow can only go up for this team's offense. and It'll be good to get Brees Hall back healthy in this lineup. We saw how much of a factor he was uh, when he was healthy out on the football field. Good stuff from you guys as we continue to monitor a lot of these changes that we're seeing. And in fact, there could be a little bit more here. Let's not forget about the Colts. Schedule the second interview with Cowboys defensive coordinator Dan Quinn for Saturday. Cowboys defense... Finished seventh in points allowed in 2021, fifth in points allowed in 2022, and led the league in takeaways each of the past two seasons. For a little bit more context on this, our NFL Network insider Tom Pelissero is back with us. Tom, take me through this decision-making process and what's going to happen with Dan Quinn.
6: Well, Mike, Dan Quinn had another interview yesterday with the Arizona Cardinals for their head coaching job. He is now scheduled to meet with the Colts in person on Saturday after doing an initial Zoom a couple of weeks ago. If Quinn has not taken a different head coaching job first, of course, he's also been a candidate for the Denver Broncos vacancy. In this cycle. And meanwhile, the Colts are interviewing a number of candidates in their second wave of interviews. Jeff Saturday had his second interview on Wednesday. Igero Evero, the Broncos defensive coordinator, who has really impressed teams in this interview circuit, is there today. Raheem Morse is in on Friday. And I would not be surprised at all if they end up continuing this into next week, potentially bringing some of those coaches who are still in the playoffs, guys like Shane Steichen and Brian Callahan, back into play. For the colts as well meanwhile the minnesota vikings continue to look for a new defensive coordinator after parting ways with ed donatel today they have brian flores the former dolphins head coach current steelers assistant in and interviewing for the position what kevin o'connell wants out of his defense is creativity, and an attacking style. Well, Flores' history would suggest he certainly would fit that mold. He is one of several candidates who was interviewed in Minnesota, along with the likes of Ryan Nielsen from the Saints, Sean Desai from the Seahawks, and Mike Pettin, who is already on staff in Minnesota, Mike.
3: yeah, Tom, it's a good gig to have, especially with a team that had success this past season. Always appreciate the insight and the intel, Tom. All right, still to come here on NFL Now. We'll get back to some of the football that will be played this coming weekend. The Eagles trying to fly to the Super Bowl. A report from Philly. That's next. You go into your shower feeling
0: tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish spring body wash and bar soap, fresh, green, Irish shop. Now at a store near you
9: rain or shine. Every day is a great day for fishing, right?
3: Well, it is breaking news just coming into the NFL Network newsroom just moments ago, and it is official. The Carolina Panthers deciding to go with a guy that's been head coach before. Frank Reich now takes over previously the Colts head coach you can see what that record is at 40 and 33 in those five campaigns and an opportunity here to try to fix an organization more specifically an offense it's had some struggles at times in fact a little bit of a revolving door at the quarterback spot which begs the question what's the direction this team goes when it comes to the NFL draft right now the Panthers with the ninth overall pick got an opportunity maybe to move up or maybe move down depending on what those needs are going to be more on this still to come here later this hour on NFL now meanwhile good news from a chief perspective Patrick Mahomes dinged up with that high ankle sprain in the divisional round against the Jags a full participant in practice yesterday and today speaking to the media
4: you can't prevent all injuries, um, but you can be, you can prepare your body the best way possible so that whenever stuff like this last game happens, you're able to bounce back quickly. And so um, we've done a lot of ankle and knee and, and foot stuff, especially after my last few injuries I've had. Um, and I think that's prepared me to bounce back quickly here and uh, be able to be in a good spot that hopefully I'm able to go out there and give 100 percent during the game.
3: Can you imagine this dude high ankle spraying and he's out there just doing magical Mahomes things? Mark Ross back with us right now. Mark, give me some context on just how unique this situation is.
8: I mean, Mike, we know how special and unique he is as a player, but he literally is just built different as a human being with this injury, with this high ankle sprain, where any other player, you're talking about three, four or five weeks with dealing with this. And now this guy, for the second time in his career, just, yeah, I got a high ankle sprain, let me just go play the next game. So this really is phenomenal what Patrick Mahomes is doing. But the bigger question, Mike, is not just making it to the game and playing in the game, which obviously he's going to do, but how effective will he be? How much will he look like vintage Patrick Patrick Mahomes? And that is when he gets pressure, getting out of there and escaping like he does, spinning around and delivering the balls uh, you know, on the move, those sort of things. Of course, we saw last week, some one-legged throws and whatnot, but to try to sustain that for a whole entire game, that'll really be the true test once he gets out there to see how effective he can be. Look, if he's just gonna sit in the pocket, of course he can do that. But he has to. What makes him so so special is his ability to improvise and move and do things that only Patrick Mahomes can do. The first time they played each other, uh, you know, they limited him to just 200. The Bengals defense, 223 passing yards, zero points in the fourth quarter. So you got to think they got to be thinking real confident if they had a compromised Patrick Mahomes with that ankle the Bengals got to be feeling pretty good, Mike.
3: Yeah, just for context purposes, David Carr, who's played the position earlier this week on Total Access, said, hey, I had a high ankle sprain three to four weeks I was out. Mahomes right now, as of now, not skipping a beat. Uh, Mark, more from you in just a moment here as we shift our attention to what's happening in Philadelphia. Jalen Hurts has never started a regular season or a playoff game against a team that ranked number one in scoring or total defense the Niners both in those categories the good thing is this squad pretty good a number one seed and they get to play at home in Philadelphia where Stacy Dales is standing by along with Mark Ross uh, Stacy, Nick Sirianni besides comparing Michael Jordan and his quarterback Jalen Hurts that's the message <laughs> publicly to everyone what's been the message Sirianni has been giving his team behind closed doors
2: Oh, just be us. I mean, they, they want to stay consistent, true to their process, and no game is bigger than the next. Uh, but ultimately, they've got a really complete football team Mike and Mark and I specifically asked Nick Sirianni is this the most complete team that you've ever coached and he said well hey at at Mountain Union in Ohio powerhouse D3 school where he played and coached we have some pretty good teams but in the National Football League yes he told me this is the most complete team that I have coached because he was taught as a young age growing up in the game that it is O-line D-line O-line D-line he referenced those back and forth they are the tone setters and he said Obviously, we have a great offensive line. We have a great defensive line. But then he also brought us back down to reality and said San Francisco does too. Because at this stage in the game, the only way you get here is with a great offensive line and defensive line. But it is a very complete team, Mark. And his message to the crowd that will be here at the link on Sunday is just be you, uh, consistent with the theme that he's gone with and talked to Jalen Hurts about all season long. And, Mark, they certainly have some playmakers. And I know A.J. Brown is actually healthy. There's no reason to worry about him physically as we go into this game.
8: Yeah, definitely. Jalen Hurts has been a star his whole entire life. Every step of the way, this guy has stepped up and been a star. Coming into this season, there were still some doubts about Jalen Hurts and he completely blew those out of the water, played at an MVP level, and you talked about all the talent that Philly has, and all season long, most talented team in the league, and yes, they have that, but then when Jalen Hurts was out, you saw how important he was to that Philadelphia Eagles team and that organization, and when you look at the two teams with Philly and the 49ers, maybe the two most talented teams in the league playing each other here, the big difference is... Jalen Hurts has to be the guy. When you look at that matchup, that's really the difference between Jalen Hurts and Brock Purdy, in my view, that's the difference where Jalen Hurts has to be that guy to say, I'm gonna win this game. And as you mentioned, A.J. Brown, it's his time to step up. We've seen him have monster games this season where he's taken over. The last few games have been kind of quiet. Talking a little bit this week that he's not a diva, wants the ball, but these are the games that A.J. Brown can take over. With our Super Bowl runs with the Giants, we had a Plaxico Burrs who took over the game, the NFC Championship game against Green Bay. A Victor Cruz and a Key Nix who took over playoff games. This is the time for A.J. Brown to really take over this game along with his guy, Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts has to make the big plays. A.J. Brown is the go-to guy in there, and that really has to be the good formula for Philly, uh, Mike.
3: Mark, it's kind of cool because you think about this game as a chess, looking at a chessboard. I mean, the pieces and how they're going to move, it's going to be special to watch. You know, we're talking about the offensive side from Philadelphia perspective. Stacy, what about the defensive game plan for this squad?
2: Oh, what a storyline we have, guys, in terms of a rookie quarterback who's 7-0 and in Brock Purdy with these Niners. He's a candidate for offensive rookie of the year. And they've protected him with just 11 sacks taken in his starts. But guess what? You talk about the Eagles defense, they are number one in sacks and they have been monsters up front, 75 on the year. Five of them against Daniel Jones last weekend to advance in the divisional round, and Fletcher Cox said it. They got together as a group before the season. Obviously, Cox, a long-standing defensive tackle with this team, and they said in order to make the next step and take the jump, we have to rush as a group. It cannot be individuals, and that's exactly what they've done. That room is so competitive. I talked to defensive end Josh Sweat this week, and I loved what he told me about the mindset. It's I'm going to get more than you uh, in terms of sacking the quarterback. I'll beat you there, and if I don't beat you there, I'll meet you there. I'm going to use that on Sunday because I just love it so much. What a storyline it is.
3: Uh, I absolutely love that. Anytime we can get some alliteration and some rhymes in the show, I'm all for it. Uh, Stacey, stay warm in Philadelphia. You go into your shower feeling
0: tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish spring, your day immediately gets better.
9: Head over to columbia.com slash pfg and shop all their performance fishing gear. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable
1: performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real Steel.
9: been 2190 days. Dude,
1: Rihanna, we waited it's for you. It's been over six years since the nine-time Grammy winner Rihanna
2: is just waiting for us. Rihanna is just We've been impatiently waiting for the last we got
5: Rihanna. Rihanna.
9: The fans just predicted the end of Rihanna. Everybody has got
3: <laughs> You! You guys want me to follow that up? Are you kidding me? Oh, here we go, Super Bowl halftime show. All right, uh, Cincinnati hoping to get back to this game. The Bengals are the first team to make consecutive conference championships immediately following three consecutive plus losing seasons. All I got to do is be Patrick Mahomes and this chief squad this coming weekend. Mike Giardi is in Cincinnati. Mark Ross back with us right now. I know we're all Rihanna fans. We can talk about our favorite songs maybe after the show. But, Mike, take me through this here because everyone talks about Joe Burrow. Jamar Chase, obviously a huge focal point of this team's offense. How is he impacting what we're going to see not only on Sunday but what the defense is trying to do to compensate to try to keep him in check?
10: Mike, he presents such a unique challenge because of the way the Bengals are deploying him. It's not just line the guy up outside and just leave him there and allow a team to sort of hey, this is the way it's going to be. We can set our coverage to that. And it's like clockwork. No, they move him around. He's in the slot. He's in motion. He's been in the backfield. They're doing so many different things. And as Joe Burrow said, a big part of that is, A, see how the defense wants to approach him. He said, we know they might fall him with someone. They might cloud coverage. They might split safety. He said, but we move him around. We give him an opportunity to get him the ball in space. And once he gets the ball in space, good luck. As Burrow said, you can see it on the film. You hear it in person. He's not someone you can tackle with your arms and sometimes you can't tackle him with your shoulder people throw their bodies at him and jamar chase is so strong has such great playing strength that he's able to break those tackles and again as we were talking a short time ago about travis kelsey turns the five-yard gain into a 25-yard gain he's really explosive and he has been clutch 39 catches in the postseason over his two-year career that is the most in the national football league over that time also the most receiving yards as well ahead of one Travis Kelsey. So, yes, he is the man, and no matter what Kansas City does, they'll get him the football.
3: Yeah, I was looking at some of those numbers against Kansas City. I think he's averaging like 139 you know, total yards or receiving yards. It's crazy the impact that he's had here. Mark, I can't believe I'm going to ask this question, but does it almost not matter the health of Patrick Mahomes? And hear me out here. This Cincinnati team has sort of had their number. They've beaten him three consecutive times. If Mahomes is healthy, do, does it almost even matter?
8: Mike that's a great point and I would have picked the Cincinnati going there even if Patrick was healthy because I think they just have a more complete team on both sides of the ball. We've talked about the offense there how special they've been but this defense has really stepped up once again in the playoffs and is playing at an elite level with so many different looks, so much confidence and you have to believe when they played earlier in the season, they held Mahomes to 223 passing yards and shut them down in the fourth quarter. That, that sh- has extra confidence going in, knowing that you'll have a compromised Mahomes that may not be able to move around and do those special things and bail them out of plays like he usually does. So this Cincinnati team as a whole, I think is just much more well-balanced. Of course, that offense with Joe Burrow and Chase has been mentioned. Those guys are inevitable and one play could change a game, but the defense really could be the winner for this Cincinnati team, if, especially if Mahomes is healthy or not healthy, I mean, it's going to be fascinating to see their huge confidence, as you mentioned, three wins in a row under the Joe Burrow era for Cincinnati. Hey, they're going to make Patrick work.
3: Yeah, uh, I guess Joe Burrow trying to get those diamonds like Rihanna. Is that cheesy? Hopefully it doesn't rain. They don't need an umbrella. Am I just trying too hard at this point? I probably, all right. Like, two people are like, what are you talking about? And everyone else who's a Rihanna fan knows exactly what I'm discussing. I I don't have any idea. Uh, Back to work, work, work. I got a little help on that one. Uh, Guys, great stuff (laughs) from all of you here. That might be for the real at some point. (laughs)
0: NFL Now is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new?